The Bible tells us in Ezra chapter 6, verse 1, it says, Then, then is a conjunction, it says, Then King Darius issued a decree, and a search was made in the archives where the treasures were stored in Babylon. How many of y'all know that Babylon is confusion? So it doesn't sound too good here that the treasures were stored in confusion. But you see, the treasures that God has given us because of our sinful nature for the things of the world, it has placed us in a place and in a state of confusion, has it not? Amen. And the things that God has for us that are treasures, they've been taken into captivity of our confusion of things that are in the world. So look what the Word of God is saying here. King Darius, Darius means that he that is informed of himself. So God wants to inform us today about some things about ourselves. You see, it's some things that are lost inside of us that are lost in confusion, that are in the archives. There are treasures that have been lost and buried inside of us that God wants to inform us about and bring forth. Now, in order to do this, we have to remember that motivation precedes mobilization. There will not be any movement in God if you're not motivated in the things of God. Right or wrong? God, He takes and He shows us the place of life as opposed to that place of darkness, that place of confusion in us. He doesn't do this. We don't discover this until he informs us, right? We have to be informed before we can know what that place of life is. We have to be informed before we can know that God's word tells us that he in him was light and that life was the light of men. And not only that, but God came, the thief came to steal, kill, and destroy. That's Babylon. But God came to give us life and to give it to us more abundantly. See, we didn't know that until he informed So now, now that we're informed of it, we're able to search within ourselves and we find what we call the written word of God, a scroll that God has written inside of us from the day that we were created. It's in our blueprint. It's in our DNA. But you see, we have to be informed. And this is where Babylon, the world, doesn't want you to find out and discover about yourself is who and what you are in God. Not who and what you are in the world, but who and what you are in God. It's a big difference, see? God doesn't think like we think, you see? That's why it's not good to try to bring God down on our level and make it be God. We have to stop trying to bring God down to our little puny understanding as far as who and what God is and let God be God. And let's come up there where he is so that he can inform so when he informs us, the first thing that he does is he places us and he shows us where life is inside of us. It's in the spirit of people. Once he shows us where life is inside of us, he also shows us the promise of media, which is the covering. See, God covers us and he recovered us under his blood, under his canopy of blood. 
So, in the first year, verse 3 says, in the first year of King Cyrus, Cyrus is an heir, we're all heirs to the throne. In the first year of King Cyrus, King Cyrus issued a decree concerning the house of God. We're at Jerusalem. Jerusalem is peace. So first of all, we're talking about God's house. And for it to be God's house, it's got to be where? In peace. Because that's what Jerusalem is, right? Amen. So God says all of us are to dwell together in unity and peace and be at peace with all men as much as life within you. You see, so God is showing us here that if we're to be heirs to the throne of God, we're going to have to dwell together in peace and harmony. And we do that pretty good here in House of Destiny. Amen. And those that don't want to do it, they don't stay because they, they like drama. Amen. And House of Destiny, like the first thing that we Amen. need to do as an heir to God's throne is we need to come into the house of the Lord and dwell in peace and in harmony. That's what it's saying here. In the first year of King Cyrus, King Cyrus issued a decree. See, it's a rule. It's an order concerning the house of God at Jerusalem. Jerusalem being the city of peace. He said, let the house be what? Rebuilt. That means that it was built before, but it wasn't built right. So what happened? It's got to be rebuilt again. So, when it's rebuilt again, it says, let the house be rebuilt, the place where they offer sacrifice. Where do we offer sacrifice? From within. That's what we offer sacrifice. So, it says, let the house be rebuilt, the place where they offer sacrifice, and let the foundations of it be what kind of laid? Firmly. Strongly laid. If they're rebuilt, and that means that the first one wasn't laid right. So something was wrong. Something wasn't right. The height of God, glory in man, must be added. The full statue must be added. The width of God's glory must be added, or the width of God's holiness must be added with two. So man, 60 cubits. 60, 6 plus 0 equals 6. It means the statue of man, the statue of man's holiness must be in the fullness of God too. Does not Peter tell us that? Be ye holy for I am holy? Does not the word tell us that? But that ain't all. That ain't all. It says with three rows of heavy stones and one row of new temple. Watch this. Three. Three is a resurrection. There has to be a resurrection in our thought process because this spoke about heavy stones, didn't it? Yes, and stones represents our thought process. So we've got in order to receive this uh, and rebuild this house called the house of God and lay this foundation right, this thing got to be laid with heavy revelation from God. Y'all see the word here? I'm just explaining it to you. In other words, basic knowledge ain't going to do it. That's why, that's why I got a problem with mainstream church. Because mainstream church don't do nothing to teach elementary teaching. That's, that's far as they want. But this word is so much deeper than that. It's saying, in order, you've got to have a raised conscience of the revelations of God in order to 
to lay this foundation right. That's why I keep trying to tell y'all that y'all cannot sit here and hear the word and don't get a CD and, and, and go and study the word one-on-one -on -one with God. You can't do it. You can't do it. No matter what you think, it won't work. You will forget. You cannot go to school and not go home and study right afterwards and expect to retain what the teacher is showing you. Now can you? But can you? Amen. Don't nobody want to talk to you. See? Amen. See, this is what happens when we give Because there may be one or two people, I say one or two in here, that studies God's Word. Ain't nobody about one or two of them. Amen. And y'all, you can say amen. Because God already know. And I already know too. It's the truth. It's the truth. Ain't but about one or two of you in here that study God's word. After you hear the word, you that's it. You think you got it. Because you know why? Because church has conditioned you that way. That's all you've ever known all your life. So it's hard for an old dog to learn a new trick. It's hard. But watch this word. He says that there has to be a resurrection in our revelatory knowledge, and we've got to find what we call a new temple or a new strength in God. Notice now, we're talking about motivation preceding mobilization. You see, what moves God is our willingness to produce faith toward him. Faith will move God. Faith is the motivator of God. But what's going to motivate you to exercise your faith toward God so that God can mobilize himself back toward you? You got to be willing. You got to search it out diligently. The Bible says he's a reward to those who diligently search him and seek after him. So, you, so, so if you're not getting in your corner, and studying what God's word is saying, then you're not diligently seeking him. So, so you, you, you're limiting, as the word of God would say, you're limiting God in your own behalf. That's what you're doing. You're, you yourself is limiting God from what you want to do in your life. Because you refuse to give God what belongs to God. And when his word started hitting, everybody started squirming, doing the smurf. See, God is trying to give you a new strength. But this is what I want you to understand. When it comes to the rebuilding of the house of God, which is your sanctuary, you really do need to catch this and see it in the scripture. Let the expense be paid from the whose treasure? Good God Almighty, did you understand that? Amen. The expense ain't even going to be on you to rebuild the house. It's going to be on God's He said, let the expense come out of his treasure. You see, so God has given us all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, right? All spiritual blessings. All, not some. So everything you need, you already got. It's already going to be paid for out of the king's treasure. He said, let the expense. In other words, whatever is costing, God said, put the tab on me. Amen. I'm looking at it. Let the expense be paid from the king's treasury. Ephesians 1.3 says that he's given us and blessed us with all 
that tries to alter, and that's what you're doing when you try to alter God's word. You try to, you lean it on your own understanding. It says, I'm going to let him take a temple. The thing that you think is making you strong is going to be the same thing that will hang you when you try to alter this word. It said, let it be pulled from his house and erected, and let him be hanged on it. And let his house be made a refuge heap because of this. In other words, you'll be a dumb hole. Your house will be a place of dumb. In other words, it'll be worthless. I can't say what it'll be. But the word gives us an indication of what it'll be. It'll be a heap of dumb. That's right. A mess, a stinking mess is what it will be. And that's what happens when we lean to our own understanding and try to make God's house like our house. And what happens is, is that we hang our own self. Now, how many of us have ever hung ourselves before? Amen. Because of our wrong living and our wrong thoughts and the way we want to do things, we hang ourselves, right? Amen. Yeah, we do it to ourselves. Now, but we want to blame everybody else, don't we? Amen. Even the devil. Amen. The devil made me do it. No. No, you did it. That's right. That's what the devil did in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because the flesh ain't nothing but the door for the devil to come in and wreak havoc in our life. So here we go. We, we, we see here that, 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 that he's hanged, his house become refuse, and may God, who causes his name to dwell there, destroy any king or people who put their hand to that thing. They try to alter God's word and try to alter the building of his house or to destroy him, this house of God which is in Jerusalem. That's a dangerous thing. In other words, when you don't like what's happening, it's best just to leave quiet. Because many have left running their mouth and guess what? They still ain't doing no good. I'm not lying to you people. I'm trying to tell you the truth. I am trying to tell you the truth. God knows I You see him years later. And then once in a while, God will let you see him. Or let you run up on him. And God, man, you should stay, brother. You should stay. He says, I know. What if you knew? But you've been, you been around your lips so much until you're so shiny until you can't just humble your... You know, it takes a big person to humble himself and say that I was wrong. And the love, the same love that was here, is still here when you come back. It don't change, it's probably not grew. But see, pride will keep us from being saved. I mean, I mean pride will keep you from being saved now. Pride will. Pride. So, what God does, he says, I, I Darius, issue a decree and let it be done diligently. Uh-huh. Now, let's deal with some stuff here. Verse 13, it says, Then Techno, Techno is the overseer of the gifts. How many of you know that you got some gifts inside of you? Amen. That's some treasure. But do you also know that there's an overseer over it? That's right. You got an overseer over it? Now, 
It's either God overseeing what God's given to you, or you don't allow it to go down in Babylon and now it's in the archives. You, 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 you catch it. Don't like 
the enemy within me. It could be sickness. It could be pain. It could be mental health issues. It could be addiction. It could be all kinds of things. But it's an enemy against your livelihood. And it's stopping up the gift that God wants to place by way of the overseer of the gift into your life. So, some things have to be dealt with. Those things that seek to despise me. See, that has to be dealt with in our life. Before the flow of fruitfulness can come forth. And their companions, they diligently did according to what King Darius had said. The gifts were put in and the eradication of the things that are against us was in play. That's what the Word of God does. The Word of God will eradicate those things in us that's trying to harm and hurt us. That's His job. The Word of God is there to purify us so that the river can flow in an equitable way. So, remember I was talking about motivation before mobilization. Well, here it is. So the elders of the Jews built, mm -hmm. the elders of the Jews, the leaders of the church, they began to build. And they done what? Prospered. But here's what you need to pay attention at. They prospered through the what? Prophesying of In order for you to prosper, the word of the Lord tells us that we prosper through the words of the prophet. That's what's in the book of the Old Testament, in the book of Chronicles. Second Chronicles, I believe it is. It is Second Chronicles. Now, the word of God tells us here that the Jews, they built, the elders of the Jews began to build, and they prospered. How did they prosper? Through the prophet. Prophesying of Haggai, the prophet, and Zechariah, the son of Edom. The word prophesying means to inspire you. In order for you to be motivated, you have to be inspired. In order for you to be inspired, you have to have an inspired speaker that speaks into your life to get you to move it, right? They prospered how? Through the the solemnness of God and Zechariah, the remembrance of God, who is the builder of divine timing. So here's what's happening here. As the word of God goes forth in a timely manner to inspire you, this is what God's word does, people. God's word allows us to build this sanctuary and prosper in it. Not We have to preach and teach and inspire you with the solemn word of God. Amen? Amen. And we have to preach and teach and inspire you with 
the remembrance of what God has said in His Word for your life. Thank you for tuning in to this session of Landmine in the Garden today. This DVD series of Landmine in the Garden can be purchased for $38 by simply going to our website at www.thehouseofdestiny.org and using your credit card, checks and money orders are written in care of House of Destiny, P.O. Box 160033, Boiling Springs, South Carolina, 29316. This is a great opportunity for you to discover great lessons about yourself from the Lord. Don't miss it. I'll see you next week. Until then, may God bless you all richly in His grace. Goodbye.